The smell of mead and mutton fills the air as you look around this dimly lit tavern, Matt. You're seated at your usual spot to the side of the bar. Go ahead and describe yourself. I am a large orcish character. (laughs) I have braids in the beard with beads. And I'm drinking a thing of mead. Yes, you are. Uh, you are definitely one of the larger patrons in this bar. Um, and you look around and you're familiar with this bar. Patrons are enjoying themselves with the usual level of horseplay. And the only thing out of the ordinary are two cloaked figures seated in the corner table. I go over to talk to them. On your way towards these figures, your path is intercepted by a half-elf woman. She marvels at your braided beard and half-stumbling goes, Wow, is that real? Can I touch it? I look at her and say, what are you referring to? And she reaches up and starts like pulling on the braids of your beard. Oh my God. Yes, it's real. From across the bar, you hear, Hey, get your hands off my woman. I turn to look and see who it is. It's a misshapen looking man, not from birth, but it looks like he's been in his fair share of fights and he has his shirt ripped very intentionally to show off his tattooed muscles. I I turn to him and I say, hey, look, bud, this was not me. This is all her. I don't want to do anything. I'm just here to relax. Roll a persuasion check. (laughs) Yeah, I roll for persuasion. Uh, It's a two. So that didn't work. Okay, cool. Uh, He's going to walk right up to you. His feet are just stamping the floor and everybody else has gone quiet and he gets right up in your face and you can smell like his nasty breath. He does not take care of his dental hygiene. No. And he goes, give me one reason why I should believe you. Because I have to record a podcast in like 10 minutes. Oh shit, you have a podcast? I do. Oh wow, what's it called? It's called Six Degrees of Celebration. Is it on Spotify? Yeah, it's, it's it's on Spotify. You on Apple? Not, not, we're not on Apple yet. Oh, Apple's yeah. being difficult. Yeah. I hear it's tough, tough to get in there. Yeah, but we're on Spotify, so give us a. Oh yeah, do a follow, follow back. Oh yeah, do, do you have a? Do you have one? Yeah, Rough Boys. Oh yeah, yeah no, for, I know Rough Boys. Yeah, it's R U F F. Gotcha. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, cool. Hey, I'm sorry about the misunderstanding. I've got deep in masculinity issues, and sometimes I take that out when I feel like my territory is being threatened. <laughs> oh, not, not a problem. I mean, you know, we're we're all doing our best. All right. Have a good night. Yeah, you too, man. (laughs) You make your way over to the two figures that nod for you to take a seat. I take a seat next to them. They are fully cloaked. They are two normal looking humanoid figures. Uh, And they say, we are traveling seers. We are gifted with visions of other worlds. If you would indulge us, there is a vision we would share with you. I ask them to please share what they've seen. Perfect. So from beneath each of their cloaks, you see their eyes glow with a violet light. The voices that emerge from their mouths are foreign, strange. They speak. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Six Degrees of Celebration. I'm Alan. I'm Matt. (laughs) And we're here on this beautiful uh, whatever day. It's probably a Sunday. Sunday or Monday. Well, we're unstuck in time. True. (laughs) We exist in a bubble. No, as long as it behooves what we're talking about. But for this instance, we kind of exist in a bubble. We could could literally exist in any period of time. Right. Because we could hold on to this audio forever. (laughs) I know a lot of podcasts say they record in advance and like, we don't know what's happened in the past week or like what's going on, but just know if we don't talk about something, we're sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Speaking of the past week, how was your week, my friend? It was good. It was busy. It's a bit of a weird week, uh, scheduling wise, because I have to do a couple of weird things at work. Mm -hmm. After this, it's all back to normal. How about you? Uh, it was good. I had the first day in a while where I suddenly looked up and it was time to go home. Oh, really? I love those work days. Yeah. It's just like you're just working and then it's done. That is nice to get into the rhythm of it and to just kind of get nose to the grindstone. Just like we're going to go. You almost have to be like tapped out. Like, hey, no, <laughs> get out of here. You're like, oh, okay. Speaking of working at things, I, I wanted to talk about something I've noticed in a couple different facets of my life, which is... I love the feeling of getting tangibly better at things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you like you work at something and you notice a, a difference. Yes. And I think there is something extremely satisfying about showing up, putting in some sort of work at something and just noticing a change. Since no, like you even need to be like professional. It can be like a hobby or something. So like if you look at, for example, like drawings you did from like two years ago. Oh, yeah. Versus one you did like last week. Yeah, there's a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So being able to like kind of point and see uh, what is going on here. Um, the reason I bring this up is because so one of my hobbies is I do like to exercise a bit. And so one of the things I've noticed since I am not running as much other than my Tuesday running group that I mentioned last week. Girl. Yep, girl. <laughs> I, I had to miss them this week because it was snowing. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, we're not doing it today. I'm like, that's fair. So other than that, I, I do try to, you know, go to a gym and lift weights and do all that kind of fun stuff. And it's really interesting to, cause that is the like exact definition of a noticeable difference of like, I could not move this much weight a month ago. Oh yeah. It's, it's like very like right in your face. Yeah, exactly. So it's funny. Cause I remember right before the pandemic hit, I went to the gym with a friend and he put on a weight that I was like, this is my warm up. I'm like, that's probably my max. So I might die. Um, and I, you know, and I did it like once. And then it was like, I'm going to go lie down for 45 minutes <laughs> versus the other week where I like, you know, I loaded up to around that weight and did it like five times. Wow. And so I'm like, okay, that's different. That is a, that is a change that I could not do before. So be like just noticing different ability and just different, like getting noticeably better at something is just really satisfying because you know, whatever your thing is, you put in work and it's like, I am now better at this. I'm not just pouring hours and attention to something that's just going to nothing. I've always commented on how cool the human brain is. Hmm. The fact that we can just work at something and learn it and become better. It's, it's freaking incredible. Like when people say, well, I'm, I'm not good at blank or I don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. You could, you literally could, your brain can do it. You just got to work at it and you will see a difference. Oh yeah. And I think that's a huge thing. It's like you have so many people who are geniuses or experts in what they do. Where it's like, oh, well they used to be, you know, everyone used to be a beginner or everyone used to like not have any idea how. Didn't come out of the womb playing Mozart. Exactly. So Mozart had to learn scales. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> Mozart had to be like, C, D, E, and just like do up the thing. Mozart's instructor was like, find middle C. And he was like, Bleh. and she's like, no. <laughs> right. he's like, what's a C? Like kind of, yeah. Just everyone was a beginner once. And it's just through just sheer determination, just sheer work. You know, you do get better. And it is really like, granted, that doesn't happen every single time I go to the gym or run or cook or anything. And the stuff I like to do. Yeah. But like when it does happen, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like there it is. That's what we do it for. Sometimes alternatively, it can be 
disheartening when you are working at something and then you go in and you try to do the same thing and you notice like digression or however Hmm. you want to say it, right? Like if you were to go in and after you did like those five reps, you know, a week later you go back and you can only do two. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel like you're going in that opposite direction, but it's all part of like, if you had a scatter plot, you're going in an upward trajectory. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing is like progress or change is not just a straight line. It is, you know, like I said, like a scatter plot, it's going to go whatever way it's going to go. Sometimes some of you have good weeks, bad weeks, whatever, to be honest about it, I'm not going to run the fastest or I'm not going to, you know, make the best food every single time. But when I do, I do. And when I don't, I don't. Yeah. Either way, it's a learning experience. Every, every chance you get to do something, you're going to be better at it. Yeah, I'm feeling motivated as hell right now. <laughs> if you're out there and you're like struggling to start doing something, or you're feeling like you're, you're not making progress. All right, listen up. You can do that thing. All right. Yeah. That thing is not going to beat you. You're going to beat that thing. And we believe in you. Yeah, we do. Sometimes you just need someone to tell you that. Heck, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm a swear. Uh, Heck. <laughs> Heck. I'm not a swear, right? Heck. It's good. Yeah, if Matt can do it, anybody can. Or we can, we can swap out her heck. Oh, yeah. Just give me a heck real quick. Heck. There we go. I'll swap there. There we go. Okay. <laughs> It'd be funny if you just kept it. <laughs> It's, it's like the weird voicemail where you, they ask you to say your name. He's like, just say your name. It's like <laughs> the voicemail of Alan Parker. <laughs> <laughs> you did the donation like perfect. You know what this made me think about? Because you brought up drawing. I have a hypothesis right now. Okay. That my happiness is ruining my art. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts. Yeah. And I have a lot to share. What do you got? My entire life I've drawn Mm -hmm. until, you know, maybe the last four years, I never considered myself an artist, but I always drew. It wasn't for the sake of anything. Like my work didn't go on display or towards like local contests. It was just, you know, you drew because I thought that's what people did. You know, the margins of your paper when you're done writing your thing are for doodling. That's like why they're there. So I, in retrospect, over the last year or two, I've started thinking about why I draw and when I draw. And it seemed to always coincide with some kind of feeling of anxiety or fear or turmoil or something Mm -hmm. like that. I drew as a way to escape or a way to cope. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I have a distinct memory of going in for a job interview. I was really, really nervous. And I just instinctively like drew myself sweating in a chair, like waiting for an interview. Right. There have been times when someone does something so nice for me and I'm so self-conscious about articulating my thanks to them that Mm -hmm. I'll just be like, thank you so much. And then I go back and write like a thank you note and draw like a good picture because in like my mind, I can't articulate these things to the extent that that a piece of drawing can. That makes sense. And so, okay, there is a pandemic sweeping the nation and we're all aware of this you don't need to listen to a podcast talking about what you could switch on the news to listen to right yeah it's a tough time for everybody and you need to cut yourself some slack if you are not doing as much art as you normally do or if you're not doing that thing right or if you're not seeing the kind of improvement cut yourself some slack all right (laughs) this is a global pandemic okay calm down you know give yourself a break eat an oreo you know and just be happy specifically yeah Yeah. Double stuff. Yes. So since 2020 ended, like the tail end of 2020, Mm -hmm. things have started to look up in my life. Good. Putting the global pandemic like in a box for a second. I'm engaged to a wonderful human being. Mm -hmm. I switched careers into a job that now gives me a work-life balance. I have this free time when I come home that I don't have to stress out about work. I'm feeling happy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's because of this, 
but I haven't drawn like at all in like a while. Interesting. I find that when I go to work, when I first started there, I was nervous. So I was like doodling all the time. Now I go into work and some days will go completely by without me drawing anything, which is weird for me. Well, that goes into the whole debate of like, if someone is, you know, not miserable, can they still make something? If Ernest Hemingway wasn't a drunk, depressed person, would he still be Hemingway? If Van Gogh wasn't like crazy, would he still do like Starry Night? Yeah. And that's the thing is like, to what are you tapping into when you do draw? And so if it's anxiety, if it's this like kind of sense of uncertainty, Mm -hmm or just kind of the way you interact with the world that's pushing you to draw. And now that that is kind of removed, you could also kind of just explore what is going on in your life now. It doesn't have to be, you know, anxiety or fear or anything that's going on. You don't have to come from a negative place. It can come from just a like nice, positive place. There's a cartoonist named Johnny Sun who just does, he draws a little alien character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And basically what he does, he just makes weird observations about the planet and Earth and humans. And they're sometimes they're really funny and sometimes they're really endearing and sweet. But like those aren't from a negative place. It's just like, that is a weird thing we do. <laughs> or like, Use like you mentioned getting engaged. You can even draw what that process is like. Like, what is it like to promise to be with someone, but like not yet? Yeah. Like, like this next stage of a relationship that's like seemingly kind of the same, but just different. I think there's a lot of content in my life to draw about. Yeah. I think what I'm saying is the motivation to draw isn't there. And I think what you're talking about is totally on point, right? I think I need to figure out what it is that was feeding my like artistic motivation and find a new fuel source. Yeah. It doesn't need to be like an outlet and just be just like a fun exercise to do. I you always hear about people who make stuff who just, you know, the minute they stopped caring about making stuff. They just did it for fun is when they got good. Like the minute they just like, they weren't trying to impress anyone or like post it anywhere or like sell it. They're just like, no, this is, <laughs> this is, this is my, this is my voice. This is what I do. And then they got traction and then it, you know. Yeah. I, I think people can sense when you're like feeling yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that translates in how you speak. It translates in your physical appearance. And I mm-hmm. think it translates in your art. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. I guess my my tagline of like my happiness is ruining my art is it's a little clickbaity. <laughs> I'm 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 not upset that I'm happy. <laughs> right, yeah. There's an entire Batman comic about that. Is it it's like a guilt kind of thing? Like, well the whole thing it was the most recent run that just wrapped up from Tom King. Oh, Tom King. Oh, Tom do, King. Do Tom. <laughs> you know, he basically wrote a story like Batman and Catwoman fall in love and they get engaged. And so the whole argument is like, can Batman be happy and still be Batman? Oh, okay. That's the question. It's like, can there be a Batman who goes home and is like, well, time <laughs> to go home to my wife and my millions of dollars and just be fulfilled the whole draw of that character is he's literally brooding like he comes home and like drowns himself in the guilt of his dead parents yeah exactly so really i'm saying that you're batman and you just need to figure (laughs) out like what your you know what's your dead parents yeah (laughs) what's my new dead parents right what's your (laughs) right what's your new dead parents i've i've officially gotten over my dead parents and it's time to find some new dead parents exactly we just need to find some other other dead parents I'm going to knock on some wood right real quick because my parents are currently alive and they will stay that way for a very long time. (laughs) 
If they die, I'll kill them. <laughs> if they die, I will become a famous artist, but I will be so unhappy. <laughs> we really bummed the entire time. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, man. Yes, you can buy my painting for a million dollars, I guess. Oh, my God. Won't bring daddy home. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sometimes we get so no. far off topic, I don't know what we're talking about. No, anymore. no. The thing was like, well, we're just going to go into the next one. Speaking of dead parents one of the things i really enjoy is indulging in things that i don't normally do like killing parents like killing parents i don't kill yeah. a lot of parents not in a couple of years right um, but you dip your toe in every once in a while you know because you, you get the urge um but so one of the things i did a i did like a month ago and did this past weekend was i had a movie night like just you just me okay I don't normally watch a lot of movies like all the time. I don't know why. I just have to be in a specific mood to do it, I think, or be like in a social setting. So like if someone invited me over, like, we're going to watch the prom, I'd be like, cool. <laughs> and I'd watch the prom and whatever. But like someone sent me the trailer for the new Godzilla King Kong thingy. Oh yeah. That thing looks so cool. Yeah. And I had not seen the last two. There have been two others. Well, well so like the King Kong movie they put out and the other Godzilla. Oh, okay. So this is like a, let me introduce introduce you to like these two yeah the university yeah, yeah, thing yeah, yeah. so i had not seen those i had seen the godzilla they put out like a couple of years ago that i really like but i'd not seen the previous two so i'm like you know what let's do it <laughs> and i just like watched both of them i'm like i enjoyed this this is really nice to like just have that experience and i did the same thing a, a little while ago where i like i want to watch movies if you're not aware hulu has an amazing movie selection i was not aware Hulu has a killer movie selection of like really fun, but also like genuinely really good movies too. Tell me more about what Hulu has. The home of the Animaniacs reboot. What is that commercial? <laughs> Hulu doesn't just have live sports. Yeah. So basically I kind of was browsing around. I'm like, what haven't I seen yet? And so I watched um, Vice, which is that movie about Dick Cheney. It's wild. <laughs> Remind me who Dick Cheney is. He was the uh, former vice president under George W. Bush. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, like, we were children. Yeah, so I don't feel bad for not remembering. Well, that's the thing is, I'm like, I, I was conscious during this. Like, I think W. was the first president I was conscious of. <laughs> Bill Clinton was the first president I was alive during. But, like, I don't remember anything Bill Clinton did. So I watched this movie, and I'm just like, despite the fact that it is a somewhat bleak movie message wise it was really fun and I'm like i enjoyed this the feeling this gives me of just like consuming something good okay and you don't do anything while you're doing this right like no. you put everything aside yeah like i'm not like for there are certain movies i'll just like have on in the background that it's like if i've seen enough times like all right i'll just put it on to just like white noise right but like there are certain like no i want to watch this i want to watch vice or whatever else like i said there is something just really enjoyable to just having something good to consume yeah i get that i want to touch on that king kong versus godzilla thing. okay yeah so we can go we can go from dick cheney we can go to king kong versus godzilla yeah because <laughs> that's more my speed yes absolutely there is something about that kind of like big things like punching big things breaking buildings explosions mm -hmm. people running that gets my blood pumping i am i am firmly against stereotyping for genders firmly yes i have many people in my life that are all over all kinds of different spectrums or what have you i love mm -hmm. them all but i definitely do think that there is something that happens at least in my body <laughs> when i see these movies i get like pumped up yes the only time this has ever happened in a movie theater is when i went to see pacific rim have you seen that yes it's literally like big 
robots punching monsters with other mm-hmm. big robots. Oh, I'm going to have to bleep those out. <laughs> and it's it's so cool. And I that was the only time I've watched a movie in the movie theater. And I was actually like moved to the edge of my seat. Oh, really? Because I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like pumped. And so I'm actually really excited to see Kong versus Godzilla because yeah, that sounds like it's going to get my blood pumping. Exactly. And I think that's the thing is like I was texting someone and like, what are you doing right now? And I was like, I'm watching Godzilla. He goes, oh, the new one, like the most recent one. I'm like, yeah. It's like, how is it? I'm like, it's big, dumb, and loud. <laughs> but I love this. Like, yeah, right. It's, it's just, it, it is big thing, punch big thing. Mm-hmm. And just like me, like, <laughs> right, exactly. And it's like, it, it, in a way, it's the anti vice. Like, vice has me thinking about like foreign affairs and like <laughs> historical implications of the Middle East. And this is just like Mothra. <laughs> like this is like this is like that's what i'm thinking about yeah. I'm like oh cool like so it, it has to be like the high and lo- the balance i want to see the lizard and the monkey fight and <laughs> at, at some point he seemingly has a stick with one of like godzilla's spikes in it yeah it was like some kind of makeshift axe he basically has like a baseball bat with a nail in it is what it seems <laughs> like um but it was like what is that like you know in endgame when thor has that like new hammer thing mm-hmm. that's what it struck me as like he's because it was conducting like the laser or whatever it, it is very stormbreaker it is very just like oh <laughs> like but yeah, so I want to really just talk about how you know, taking time to kind of indulge in those things you don't get to do that often mm-hmm. is really nice. And I think we should not do it more often because I think that makes it less special. But when you do get that urge to actually like let yourself have that. Is there a movie that you're super stoked to see that's not Kong versus Godzilla? So since HBO is doing their weird distribution thing, where like they're releasing all their stuff in theaters and on the platform on HBO Max the same day. Yep. I'm like, all right, so I have to kind of pick and choose. Like, do I want to watch Suicide Squad in my living room? Or like, do I want to wait for the theater? There's a definitely a difference there. Whether it's like the boom that you feel like up your butt crack, or it's like <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> or it's the fact that you know you are sitting in a thing where you're yeah. only focused on, on the screen mm-hmm. and you're not gonna get distracted. No. If you watch it in your living room, you could put all your focus on the screen, but there's always a chance that somebody's going to interrupt you or you're going to have to pause it. Right, right. It is not the same experience. So like, I'm just like, oh, okay. So that that's the debate. It's like, all right, where are we going to be in this whole thing? Can I go watch Suicide Squad? Can I go watch Dune? What else? So I would say like, well, those two are ones I'm really excited about just because I'm a superhero nerd and that Timothy Chalamet, man. He's just so, <laughs> just so damn charming. Matt, roll for a transition. It's a, it's a critical success. It was like a, it was like a three, wasn't it? Was it was like an eight. <laughs> so like, all right. I mean, that's pretty accurate. If it's not clear, I'm a huge Dungeons and Dragons fan. Yes. It's only recently come about probably in the last three years, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. I never used to play it. I always wanted to play it. And then I kind of fell into being a dungeon master. And I did not feel like a master of anything when I first started, but I'm having a ton of fun. I'm in a campaign right now and we are almost two years in at this point. And we're coming to the end of the campaign. We're in like the last couple sessions. But then again, I said that like six or seven months ago. And then the characters were like, what about that one town we didn't go to yet? And I was like, oh, the one way back, not in the direction I'm like pointing you towards. Like, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, that's the end for this session because I got to go build a whole freaking city. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to. But I wanted to tell you about 
because so many weird moments happen in this game in a way that I never I never would have expected. And I want to tell you about one of them. All right. Because my favorite part of being a dungeon master isn't like creating these elaborate dungeons or like putting these characters up against big bosses mm-hmm. or whatever. I, I love the moments when I get to give a player like a chance to shine, like whether it's, you know, them role playing or having a cool moment. And a lot of those times to shine are not positive moments in the story, mm. which I guess is similar to movies. Sure. So there's our transition. <laughs> like a lot of them are like a death of a friend or maybe their own death. And it's this really cool, powerful moment where I kind of like shine the light on somebody and I say like, this is yours, like make it cool. And one of those occurrences that happened was this, okay? I had prepared an encounter with some militarized children. Okay. <laughs> so the city had a very strict upbringing um, that include like martial training for all the kids. So these kids were hiding in this cave that the characters were investigating and they were supposed to, you know, pop out, surprise the players. They literally pose like no threat. Like it's, it's almost impossible for them to hit the players. And if they do, the damage is like minimal. Let me, <laughs> before, I move on. Hey, Jenny. Remember that encounter I put together with those militarized children? Yes. Okay. When I explained the encounter to you and how I was like, this is what I'm going to do. What did you say to me? Well, you said to me, they're not going to kill the kids, right? They're kids. And I was like, they might. (laughs) And then what happened? And then, (laughs) so that's where our story, where we find ourselves. It was like this foreshadowing. The first kid pops out and makes like a stabbing motion towards our sorcerer, who is like the party's bad boy. Like he doesn't think things through. Right. And he all he instantly casts Ray of Frost on this kid. <laughs> children, I don't want to get into the game mechanics too much, but children have four HP. That's it. The sorcerer's spell did eight damage. So he killed him twice. Well, in a normal game mechanic, like if you don't want someone to die, die, you can be like, ah, oh, well, they were knocked unconscious and now they're fighting for life. But that gets canceled out if you manage to get hit with one attack that does double your max HP. So he was literally killed twice. Like, yeah, I, I couldn't do anything. I was like, you froze this kid to death. Oh, wow. And the rest of the kids like hopped out and were like freaking booked it. They were like, ah, and they're running <laughs> off. This looking back is a super funny moment in hindsight. But in the moment, the players took it super seriously. We had three paladins that were like berating the sorcerer saying like, why would you do that? How could you kill a child? Like, yeah, he was like, well, you know, I was just defending myself. And it was this big like fight and it ended up coming to they captured the sorcerer. And these are all just like players, friends around the same table. They capture one of the players and they hold a tribunal where they vote on whether or not they're going to execute him. That's heavy. I'm just sitting back and it's just happening and I'm freaking out because I've never had a player (laughs) die at this point. And I've also never had players kill another player. That's like a whole thing that you can research about. They eventually cast their votes and they decide to kill the player. And I'm like giving him all of these opportunities, loosen his bonds. And like you can cast verbal spells because your your mouth isn't gagged. Yeah. He tries to escape and they manage to like pin him down. The guy, one of them just like runs him through. And I give the player like, do you have any final words? Is like your blood pools onto the floor. Like you can describe the scene and he takes the reins and he does this whole thing. And he dies 
all of us are in this weird headspace in a normal board game. If you did that to your friend, they would be pissed at you. Mm. But because it wasn't them, the paladin killed the sorcerer. James didn't kill Dan. Yeah. It was this weird thing where he was fine with it. And I messaged him privately. I was like, hey, I know that was really rough. It's always rough to see a character die. We can talk about rolling a new one when you're ready. He's like, oh, yeah, I already got a few ideas. It's like, okay, because I've had characters die where like the people have cried, you know, like it's intense because you empathize with the people that you're literally embodying. That's intense. Yeah. And it wasn't like a happy moment. We don't think back fondly of the time that Octavius killed a child. Right. But we do look back and we talk about how cool it was that like that exchange happened and dan like fully stands by the fact he's like that's what the sorcerer would have done that's just the guy he was i played him fast and loose and i knew it would come back to bite him at some point and it did that's really interesting that just like that level of commitment no i am not me i have to think as this sorcerer and what he would do what what is the choice he would make that's interesting well that's what i love about the game like some people play it so that they can like min max their character and like have these epic battles. But my favorite moments are like in the dialogue and the characters mm. intertwining. Those are just such cool moments. Well, I mean, it's like experiencing any cool you know, moment in any sort of game or somewhat unrelated because a different medium. I played uh, the Miles Morales game for PlayStation. Oh, how is it? I really, really enjoy it. Is it just as big as the normal Spider-Man? The map is the same size. Okay. There is not as much to do because the story's about seven hours. Do they still ask you to pay like full game price for it? I think it's like 40 bucks. I Yeah. But it is cool. It's Miles. Right. It's Miles. So I can't say no, but there's a whole lot of side stuff to do. And I'm sure they'll have some sort of expansion. Basically, it's the whole one of the whole things of the game is that like... Peter is away for a couple of weeks. And so like, all right, bud, it's on you. You're taking up the mantle. There's a lot of just really nice moments where like you're talking to characters around your neighborhood and seeing them. And it's this one really nice one where you do like a little side quest and there's this girl who is deaf. Oh. And so she signs to you something and, you know, thank you for saving me or something like that and miles goes oh no no problem and then she takes off her hat and scarf and gives it to you oh and you wear the hat and the scarf but the awesome thing is that now becomes a suit oh man that's so it's really i'm like yeah there it is that's what i that's gave me kind of tingles i'm just like this is really sweet i like that a lot right it's like like just that little moment i'm just like that is this very pure that, that was not a huge epic battle scene. That was not, right. you know, that was a girl just giving you a hat and a scarf. And like, that is a really nice moment. That's nice. Yeah. Speaking of things that are nice, <laughs> one of my favorite places to go, and I'll just find myself there, almost like blackout and just find myself there, <laughs> is, um, is Trader Joe's. <laughs> You like you like walk into your bathroom and you're in Trader Joe's. Like, like, How did I get here? When did I? What? When did this happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's yeah. Matt, you've always been here. Welcome ding, home. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Just ringing the bell. That Trader uh, Joe's has been closed for five years. <laughs> I've never seen a Trader Joe's closed. Me neither. That's weird. I have a question about Trader Joe's before you get into it. Yes. The paintings on the walls, mm-hmm. are they are specific to the locations of each Trader Joe? I there, There's a... There, <laughs> this sounds bad. Uh, there's a couple I rotate between. Uh, <laughs> 
depending on how busy I am or how much time I, <laughs> I want to be out. Like there's one up in Saugus in Mass that like has like the Saugus Ironworks and like stuff on from Route One and like all this kind of like landmark stuff. Yeah. The one in Summer uh, Somerville like has this whole little blurb about like the reason why this place is called Assembly Row is because it used to be a Model T factory and like all this like history stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. But yet it's like still the same feel. Right. They still feel the same, but they are, I think, different. I wonder if you're going to ever run into a situation where one of the Trader Joe's is going to find out. It's going to be like, you have another family. (laughs) How could you? We thought we had something special. After all our organic bars. (laughs) (laughs) The bars are good, though. They are. The ones I can eat. The ones you well, because Jenny gets the perfect bars, which is basically blocks of peanut butter. The ones that have like a giant peanut on them. I'm like, all right, thanks for the warning. They're so good though. Well, maybe they'll make a sunflower one. There's a little context is I have a peanut allergy. Well, I don't. I have a Trina allergy and like peanuts slip in there sometimes or something. I don't know. It was weird because there was a time where we were like, is it gone? There was a time we thought like it wasn't as active. Yeah, because I was I was like eating these bars and Jenny was like, these have trace amounts of tree nuts in them. And I was like, well, I feel fine. <laughs> right. So it's like, okay. Like that has not been the case lately. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Allergies are weird. I'm going to see an allergist soon. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about Trader Joe's just because like I will do some ancillary stuff there. The majority of my shopping is at Aldi. I don't know what that is. I was introduced to this by a friend. It's basically, it's this, Aldi actually owns Trader Joe's. Aldi is very much like just your normal grocery store. Prices are really, really good. They just have everything out. To get a cart, you need to put a quarter in a little slot. It's like rent your cart. They're like, you want to buy enough that you can't carry it? You got to pay us first. Yeah. But, but yeah. Well, well, then, well, then you bring it back. Oh, and you get your quarter back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. It's kind of cool. Um, you're borrowing a cart is what it you're, is. Yeah, you're renting a cart and they very much ensure that you're going to bring it back because you want your quarterback. That's where I kind of do a lot of like the majority of my shopping. So if I, you know, all of my staple stuff, any of the other weird stuff I just keep around, I'm just like, all right, we're doing it. <laughs> we're going to DJs. And I always am interested in like what new things, because they have like the new rotation of items and stuff. Before I, I shopped there regularly, I didn't know what kind of cult had like rose up around this thing. Oh, for the employees or, or you mean like the people that like it? Around the brand, it's like, oh, yeah. Yes, the employees are like almost <laughs> flirtatiously helpful. There are Instagram accounts <laughs> dedicated to like, here's a new thing, here's a new thing, here's a new thing. And I will like see it on my Instagram feed and be like, oh my God, <laughs> this is the greatest day of my life, like kind of thing. Yeah. And so, like, one of the things I saw there recently was they had this feels a little like hat in a hat, but like, almond butter covered almonds. It sounds very boring, but I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever had in my life. I love these things. One of my friends actually works for Trader Joe's, Andy, was saying that like, no, this is like one of my top tier snacks now. And I'm like, I'm one to agree. I like that place just because it makes... It simultaneously has stuff I just have all the time. It's like, yep, I can... This is really versatile. I can, you know, do a whole bunch of different stuff with this. Or... The single most specific thing I've ever I'll ever encounter <laughs> that only using this one thing when I'm like, I can't go back. Right. I need to have it was everything but the bagel potato chips. I was like, I can't, I can't have this with anything because they're already like super strong <laughs> flavor. And so I'm like, well, I'm just gonna eat these out of the bag. Like, I guess we're just doing this. Yeah, I get that. It's just like super specific. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is why I come here. I'm I'm a super creature of habit. So once I find like a bar or something I want to eat. 
I will just like buy that same thing religiously for months on end. Yes. Can I say something about the employees at Trader Joe's? <laughs> Please. If you've never been in Trader Joe's, imagine a, a typical TV show where you go to that small town grocery store and there's that guy <laughs> who smiles like with his whole face mm-hmm. and like never stops. And he's like, did you find everything today? That's like every employee there. Not not to that cringy amount, but like everybody is just like so openly happy. And what I've learned is that that is not fake at all. Yeah, I mean, like it's completely genuine. If I came into work and everybody was like that, I would probably be like that, too. I like feeling happy. Like I said, I, I have a friend who works at Trader Joe's and I was like, is this a, an act? Is like, are you, is this like part of a training manual thing? It's like, no, I just love working there. Like, it's like it's amazing. And everyone, all my coworkers love working there and just love showing up. Oh, that's so nice. That's really wholesome. And he's like, (laughs) yeah, we just love what we do. And I'm like, you just said we. (laughs) (laughs) We're family. Right, exactly. That reminds me of Chuck E. Cheese where we were crew members. We were Mm -hmm. like, we were always putting on a show and it was like the complete opposite mentality. Where you just like show up, punch in, it's like, all right. Yeah, and then put on your smile. Oh my God. If you do any sort of retail or service or anything like that, I will say that working job that has taught me how to black out for like eight hours. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then come to like, what the hell happened? (laughs) How did I get to Trader Joe's? Right, like, right. <laughs> like, what, what happened? And, and it, if you if you do work there, please write in. Let us know what what it is that makes it so good. Oh yeah, and if you don't want to openly comment on the Facebook page or something, shoot us a DM, a private message, and just like give us the lowdown. Like, are we are we chumps on the outside? We don't see like the dark underground of the Trader right. Joe's. Is this, is this a Disney College Program situation? <laughs> right. Like, is this a like? No, we love it. And then like, there's like get in the cage and turn <laughs> get in the cage, goofy. Right. Exactly. Of course. Uh, oh my god, that's dark. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so they talk about having a third place sometimes in adulthood home work what's your third place you ain't getting me to no secondary <laughs> location oh my god <laughs> oh my god what is this and third place it's just like another place you feel right, like what, what what is what is the third place you go to that like you enjoy going to like what huh. is the other location that you spend so much of your time in what is your third place is it trader joe's i was gonna say i think i have multiple third locations i think third location is more of a status so like i would say trader joe's is for sure one my gym yeah i was gonna say you you love your gym i do um they're doing their they're doing their best in the in in the pandemic they're making sure we're all safe and making sure we're all wiped. you know everything's wiped down I don't know why that made me laugh. Just the <laughs> idea of you going to the gym and be like, all right, everyone, don't forget to wipe down. And you're just like yeah, just wiping like, your yep. arms, wiping your legs. <laughs> little squeegees. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like that's definitely a third location. Probably tried in my local bookstore. I'll just go to the just walk around. Smell the books. So and just be in that space, you know. And they also it also does not hurt that they have like a restaurant there too. Oh, okay. Like in there, so I can get like a cup of coffee or like and just So it's like a Barnes and Noble situation with a Starbucks? Yes, but it's like vastly better. Well, they do like food, food. Oh, wow. Okay. They'll do like brunch. Oh, like I would man. get like liquor there if I wanted to. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like when the pandemic ends, I'm like, I'm going to go on so many goddamn brunches. <laughs> like we're going sit down with a good book and get crunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In public. <laughs> but yeah, so I just wanted to celebrate uh, third locations. If I had a third location, it would either be Target 
Oh my god. Yeah, I know. I spend a lot of time at Target. That's like a very viable third location. Or Pressed Cafe. Yeah. If you are in the New England area and you get a chance to go to the Pressed Cafe, they are amazing. The food is made like no matter what you get on the menu, it's amazing. Whatever coffee, I get frozen mocha hurricanes. It's mm-hmm. like an espresso frozen drink. Oh my gosh. I love all the stuff they have. Well, that's the thing is I'm like in a world of like Dunks and Starbucks, which are, you know, both fine options. And if you enjoy them, please enjoy them. It's very nice to have <laughs> to have a third option. <laughs> to have a third location. Right. Exactly. Doesn't but suck. Like, <laughs> I have never been there, gotten something and been like, oh, well, this was subpar. Yeah. Except for that one time I found a pee. In my buffalo mac and cheese. Oh my god! I remember this. It's not you don't like peas. Yeah, it's just it's just the chaotic nature of it. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. It was chaotic because like I don't mind peas. I didn't really mind there was a pea in there, but I was eating and I was like, "There's a pea in my buffalo mac and cheese." How did a pea get in my buffalo mac and cheese? <laughs> it's like it's like it's like if there was a pea in your in like you like steak bomb. Yeah, right. Like a steak bomb. You're just like. This doesn't belong. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. how did, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. You're just kind of like a horse loose in a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did we get here? We quote John Mulaney quite a bit. We do. Well, I'm sure we'll have a whole episode. What are your six favorite John Mulaney quotes? <laughs> All right, Matt. Yeah. You've done yoga, correct? Yes. Jenny, my fiance, she is a avid yogi. I would consider myself a part-time yogurt as I <laughs> will sit in sometimes and stretch on the mat and do the things. I have discovered a kind of yoga that is like prehistoric, deeply seated in our culture huh. and hiding just below the surface. Tell me more. Okay. I have back problems. Yes. My dad has back problems. Yes. You know, most kids that grew up slouching and laying their backpacks hang low because we were cool. God. <laughs> have back problems. <laughs> My story's being told. <laughs> Thankfully, you know, physical therapy, stretches, all this stuff, it gives us like we can operate day to day at like a normal level of flexibility. Right. What I've come to realize through like doing the yoga that I have to do due to these back problems is yoga is like 100% breathing. It's technically like 80% breathing, 20% moving your body, but it's like so much breath, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. So there was one moment we were doing a stretch and the person we watch on YouTube for our yoga said, exhale audibly. And I made a noise that Jenny could only describe as a dad noise (laughs) because I was like, <sighs> yeah, that's a dad noise. That's a dad noise. That got me thinking all these times that our dads are sitting in like a pack together in their yard chairs and they like twist and release these noises. Are they practicing yoga? That's an interesting question. So according to Yoga with Adrian, which is the YouTube personality person we watch, she is she's super good. She has a blog too. And on her blog, She states, and I quote, if you have ever stopped to take a deep breath or if you have ever stretched your arms up over your head in the morning, you have practiced yoga asana. Hmm. Now, I'm not going to go into what yoga asana is, but we can we can all just say like it's it's basically another way of saying yoga. It's like yoga. Right. Keeping that in mind, I've already mentioned the importance of breathing in yoga. It would stand to reason that our fathers are stretching. They are breathing. And they are doing what Adrian always says, quote, finding what feels good. Uh, I'm pretty sure our dads are doing yoga. 
No, 100%. <laughs> Did you ever remember your dad lying on the couch with his eyes closed, but not sleeping? And you'd always ask, what are you doing? And he would say, I'm resting my eyes. <laughs> yeah. It's very that. I'm focusing. I'm being present in the moment. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm finding my now. <laughs> the thought of my dad doing like, obviously I think anyone thinks of their dad doing like what people think of as yoga is like funny. Yeah. You definitely don't want to ever, don't tell your dad he's doing yoga. No. This is not an opportunity for you to educate him. Hey dad, you know that thing you make fun of me for? You been doing it the whole time like, yeah well then he's just like well i don't like that yeah <laughs> that's not me that's not exactly yeah exactly. <laughs> it's just like shout out to david ramsden <laughs> david ramsden keeping it real since 1990 <laughs> close enough yeah I, I think of my dad and him stretching and him just like my dad does the chair stretch where you like grasp the oh, back and like oh, twist God, yeah the thing that actually makes my skin crawl oh really i i hate it oh i'm sorry no, 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 it's, it's, it's fine. It's like, well, for me, I just have experiences of my dad doing it and my dad being who he is. It's just like, <laughs> do you remember those things from 4th of July where you threw them on the ground snaps? Oh yeah. I love those things. It's like if you stepped on, on a bag, bag of them. snaps. <laughs> so that's like my experience. But I, I said this to someone who I crack my hand, like my knuckles yeah, no, all the time. I, I yeah. Like I do that all the time. Thinking of my dad doing like stretching and just like, <laughs> and just, I think it's almost similar to meditation and just like I think by the act of doing some form of it does not need to be Shaolin monk level meditation but just like putting on a headspace video sitting at your desk for 10 minutes and just like checking in <laughs> is kind of what she's talking about that actually happened to me today you know how when you go to back out of a space and like you put your arm behind the passenger chair and you like turn to look behind the car unless you use the mirrors only in which case you failed your driver's test <laughs> i did that today and i twisted and i had that like bag full of snaps oh. uh, sound i <laughs> involuntary was like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's how i knew i was getting old <laughs> it was like it just came out of my body like when my spine when released those noises the sound came with them out of my body you know you know we're getting old when either a you make sounds involuntarily mm -hmm. or like what you get excited about so like today i went to target and my 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 millennial milk of choice <laughs> If I can have one is oat milk. I love oat milk. I think it's fantastic. I saw Target had my brand and the kind that I like to get. I'm like, oh yeah, they got the Oatly. And I was like, <laughs> brisk walked over to like make sure like I got one and just like found peace through that. What an adult thing to say. We keep saying old, but you're only as old as you feel. Yeah. You coming home and being like, I got the milk I like. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's interesting because like, I think certain experiences are universal and just like kind of fill different holes, fill different voids depending on your generation. Mm -hmm. And I think to bring it back to yoga in a way, it's just like, I think it's finding different ways to be mindful. Okay. Yeah. And I think for like, was it yoga? Uh, asana, which if I didn't have any experience with it, I would read it as like asana. Because <laughs> As that's how it's spelled. It looks like how British people pronounce Adidas. How do they pronounce it? Adidas. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. If you, let's do a British person pronounce the name of that company. For a segment on this show, can we have <laughs> a, one of our British friends on and just ask them a whole bunch of words and have them pronounce them? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, there's some big ones that people know, like aluminum. That's a big one. Aluminium. 
Did you know inventory? They call it an inventory. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's, you're not inventing stuff. It's like where you keep stuff. What is it? <laughs> I don't think England's real. I think England's is a collection of people like making a joke. <laughs> that somebody moves there and they get handed a pamphlet and they're like, these are the words. These are how we say them. Don't let anyone know you got this pamphlet. This is just how you were born. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I think yoga asana is a way to just like get little moments of like peace yeah. Yeah. And so I think our dads doing yoga is just like just them finding little moments of peace in their very stressful lives, I'm sure. There are sometimes that we talk about things and I laugh. And there's sometimes when it hits my emotional dam and I want to cry a little bit. The way you said that, you were like, I think our dads are just trying to find a bit of peace. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess they are. <laughs> Being a dad is hard. Oh my God. Yeah. Being a parent is hard. I don't know anything about it and I will definitely attest that it's hard. That's why I'm like, at this point in my life, I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. Like, I, I don't know if I'm like emotionally and mentally equipped to like teach a thing that I had a hand in making to do everything, like to teach how to use a spoon. I know you're using hyperbole, but but I totally get what you're saying. That's the thing is like you at one point I did not know how to use a spoon. Right. Yeah. And my mom or my dad was just like, this is how you do it. And I was just like, <laughs> and just like <laughs> screaming and whatever. And just like and they were like, okay, let's try again. And just kept doing that for 28 years. <laughs> And now you have a podcast. And I have a podcast. Exactly. I, I don't know if I'm ready to have kids. I've always said I wanted kids. Like You know this about me. I, yeah. I said I wanted to be a dad before I knew like what job I wanted. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's definitely a hard thing. Whenever you get close to anything becoming a reality, mm -hmm. you do have to sit back and take logical stock of, all right, yeah, are we ready, ready for this? For this? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I think we're fortunate that we do, we do have a lot of friends that do have kids. And so you can like, hey, when you had whomever. I, I love what Lewis always says. He's like, these guys are gifts from God. I love them more than anything in the world. Don't have kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like kind of the, the vibe I get from all of our friends, like Pedro and Amanda, who just had their second kid. Oh my gosh. And it was such a cute baby. It is a cute baby. She's doing really, really good. But like, I remember meeting Hayden. Their first daughter. Yeah. Their first daughter, when she was like eight months and her just being like enamored at everything. Like I was like, hi. And she just like reached out and like, oh, touched your face. What is this? Like, what are you? You're a new <laughs> thing. I don't see you all the time. That is kind of miraculous. And it's like, and Pedro like, yeah, no, that's like, she has a personality and it's weird. I love plugging other podcasts because I love this being, you know, it's not a competition. We're all just like making media. Yeah. The TJ show until further notice. Yeah. He had like a radio show in Boston for a long time. Yeah. And that was a while ago. And now uh, he's out of radio. So he's doing a podcast for the interim and it's super moving. And the love that he and his wife have is so nice. And his wife said something recently on the podcast about how their kids are not extensions of them. They're not mini me's. They are their own human beings that they have the privilege to raise. It was such a cool moment yeah. when you think about it like that, because like you don't have to put your own insecurities on your kids, your own worries, your own fears about yourself. These are their own people and you're just there to support and help and raise them. So nice. 
to plug another one that I think they're, I don't think they're making it anymore, unfortunately, but uh, delete this. <laughs> they succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, with uh, Hank and Catherine, they're just husband and wife and they have, a th- uh, I think Orin's like four or five now, you know, just them talking about their toddler. They, at one point they mentioned that he couldn't pronounce helicopter. Oh, okay. And he would just pronounce it heliocopter. <laughs> and they're like, we're not correcting him. That's what I was going to say. He's going to be an airline captain. He's like, hello. My name is Orin Green and I'm your heliocopter flying today. I'm like, what? Oh, man. I'm feeling this episode. I'm feeling wholesome. I do too. This is nice. Yeah, it's this good. is nice. This is what this is supposed to be. It reminds me of VeggieTales. I laughed. I cried. It moved me, Bob. <laughs> Learn about Jesus. <laughs> Hey, everybody out there, if you could hop onto the Facebook page and just shoot a review or a star rating, totally helps us through, I'm sure, algorithmic fun stuff. We will get recommended to more people if, if we have like verified reviews and fun, happy things. So mm-hmm. really appreciate that. We appreciate all the support. It's been a lot of fun and we're going to keep going for as long as possible. Yeah. I mean, until the servers crash. So the reason I, I wanted to say that is because I was looking at a podcast that I started. I watched the, I listened to the first episode. It was really, really good. And I was totally into what they were doing. And I checked back in on it and they did like two episodes in July, two in August of last year. And then nothing since then. <gasps> oh no. Yeah. And I was like, man, I should have like done something to let them know I I enjoy their podcast because like I want to listen to more and I don't know if they know that there are people like me out there. You know, you put the stuff into the void and you don't get like little thumbs up on Spotify being like, look at all these people listening to your stuff. Yeah. And so if you are enjoying it and let, letting us know just like it's a huge morale boost mm-hmm. uh, and we really appreciate it. Post a review on Facebook, send us a DM on Instagram. Um, eventually, when maybe we get on Apple, Tim Cook, uh, you can leave us a review. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening. Our podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, Overcast, Google Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> yeah, we want to give a shout out to Lakey Inspired for our theme song, The Progress or The Process. One of those two I never remember. It's The Process. The Process. That song, I love that song. I played it for some people at work and they were like, Oh, I like that a lot because they were like, what's your favorite song in your playlist right now? And I was like, The Process by Lakey Inspired. This like, <laughs> I didn't know how to explain it. I was like, it's like a chill. Rel- it's this non-royalty. <laughs> it's royalty free music. God, I love it. But it, it is so good. Uh, it just moves me. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. We got to do our goodbye. Oh, we do our goodbye. It always oh. makes me happy. Oh. We got to say goodbye, Alan. Now. <laughs> no, <laughs> do it like you mean it. Damn it! All you do is shout at me, um, Matt. Thank you for being here, Alan. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. I will see you next week. See you next week. All right. Play the music. Or what do I normally say? Play us out, or. <laughs> <laughs> Yep.